You're listening to the Goddess Talk Podcast, where we have real conversations about all things spirituality, self-development, women's empowerment, conscious entrepreneurship, and more. This podcast was designed to inspire women to reclaim their power, come into alignment with their soul's purpose, and create their best possible lives. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. In today's episode, I am interviewing international business and marketing coach Kim Trathen. We talked about a really wide range of topics today, so I'm excited to share this episode with you all. We started having an open conversation about the pandemic and talking about showing up for your audience right now and scaling your business during uncertain times in general and the importance of doing so. We talked about uncomplicating sales to get more clients, making your needs, desires, and goals a priority as a mother. And we ended this interview talking about advocating for your dreams, even when you get resistance from family and friends. So Kim and I have a really inspiring conversation, and it was totally a full circle moment. I was actually on her show, Girls Talk Business, probably close to a year and a half ago now, so it felt... Yeah, it just felt like a total full full circle moment to have her now on my podcast. So I really hope that you guys enjoy hearing from Kim. She has so much knowledge about getting more clients and scaling your online business. Before we get into the interview, I just wanted to take a moment to extend an invitation to you all to a free live workshop that I'm hosting this week called Purpose, Power, and Impact. So this will be about an hour-long live workshop with me. We're going to talk about what is your purpose, how are you truly meant to serve, what does your soul-aligned work look like, and I'll take you through some of my favorite exercises to gain instant clarity on your purpose. And then we'll also talk a lot about embodiment. We'll talk about taking your power back and letting go of the fear the resistance, the perceived inadequacy that blocks us from living out our purpose so that you can truly unleash the leader, healer, entrepreneur, teacher, speaker, badass that's already within you. It just wants to come through. So my biggest intention for this workshop is that rather than leaving feeling like you have so much to learn and you're overwhelmed and you feel like you have so much that you need to become you instead leave this workshop knowing that it's so much more about embodying what and who you already are that's really the key to the success that you're desiring so we'll end talking about channeling your purpose into a business or a platform or a project or an event maybe even a work of art, whatever it may be that allows you to serve the world and create the impact and fulfillment that you are truly here for. So this will be super interactive. There will be dedicated time at the end for you to ask me questions directly. Even if you don't necessarily want to start a new venture or launch a business, but you know that you're just seeking purpose, you're seeking fulfillment just in your life as it is, 
come to this workshop, I just ask that you all bring a journal, something to write with, that you devote an hour of your evening to yourself and to this training, that you dress comfortably as we will be moving. We may or may not be having a dance party during this workshop. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be an incredible night. It is happening April 29th at 6 p.m. EST, 3 p.m. PST. The link will be in the show notes. You must RSVP. And last, last point here is that if you have any topic requests or any questions that you'd like me to answer on the training, feel free to just DM them to me on Instagram. My Instagram will also be linked in the show notes as always. And I cannot wait to see you all there. All right. Enjoy this episode with Kim Trathen. Welcome back to the podcast. We're here today with Kim Trathen. Kim is an international business and marketing coach that helps female entrepreneurs learn how to get more clients online. She launched her own business while working in corporate and raising her three crazy boys, two huskies, and one amazing husband. And she loves helping other service-based women learn how to get clients, clients quickly and bring in consistent income. It's so good to be with you. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. I'm super excited to be here today and chat with you. Yes, me too. So I always begin these interviews with a few warm-up questions, the same questions I ask everybody else. So the first one I have for you is, do you have some kind of a daily or morning routine or any kind of mindset practice that you do consistently that really sets you up for success that you want to share with people listening? Oh, I love that question. And listen, I want to just set, set the tone here that I'm a completely open book. So I'm going to be super, super honest with you and your audience. Um, I used to have a really, really great morning routine going. Um, however, we are currently in lockdown due to the pandemic. So this means that now my children are not gone to school and they are home all the time. So as I'm sure a lot of other moms can relate to, that has really thrown a monkey wrench into my, my, my typical morning routine. What my normal morning routine looked like was reading some kind of personal development in the morning, and I like to do some journaling. Um, that personal development would vary from maybe, uh, maybe I have like an actual hard copy physical book that I was reading or something spiritual. And I would kind of like to write down and journal for a little bit around what kind of what I wanted to accomplish that day. And I felt like it always set me up to stay hyper-focused on the most important tasks that I wanted to complete for that day. In full disclosure, <laughs> my mornings aren't quite my own anymore. <laughs> so this looks very different now with working my business um, and getting all my responsibilities done while having my kids home and I am the main person tasked with making sure that they get their schoolwork done. So my morning routine does not look quite the same now and what it looks like in the pandemic is more me waking up really early to get those most important tasks done. I try to take at least a couple minutes for myself but I really don't have the time to do the personal development like I really value and like to in the mornings right now. So I'm really excited when, you know, the times are different and the kids go back. I have my mornings to myself again and I can get back to that really productive morning routine. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that though, because I think it's important for people to 
like be a little bit gentle on themselves too when life gets crazy and things shift a lot. I don't know if you mentioned this too, but just so people listening know, Kim also moved in the middle of this. So there's a lot of life changes happening. So it's okay sometimes for things to shift and like to not have to be perfect with it and just to do the best that we can. So I'm glad that you said that. And I love that you're just going to be completely an open book. That's what we want here. Yes. That's awesome. And yeah, moving that just throws a whole nother level in there. So I'm glad that you specifically mentioned that Kristen about giving yourself grace, because that's something that I think sometimes is, especially as women, we have a really hard time doing. We try to meet everybody else's expectations and we're harder on ourselves than we are anybody else, right? We can be encouraging to our friends, our family, but when it comes to ourselves, we're the hardest on ourselves. And I think especially when anything tumultuous happens, but everybody is, you know, this is unprecedented what's going on right now. So I think it's even more so important to give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. All right. Next thing I ask everybody is what is the best place that you've traveled to? Ooh, best place that I've traveled to. Um, I am actually going to say I haven't traveled out of the country in a really long time. Um, one of my favorite places, I'm very much a um, more of a woodsy lake girl than I am okay. like a big city girl. Okay. So as much fun as I had in New York last September, it was my first time there and it was super fun. My best places to travel are actually up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I love getting away from the hustle and the bustle and the technology and, you know, hike a mountain, go in the woods, look out at the big lake. Um, that's like the most rejuvenating type of place for me to visit. Mm, yeah, I feel like the woods, there's nothing like going to the woods. Something about it is so grounding and rejuvenating. I feel that too. Even like a beach vacation is relaxing, but there's nothing more restorative than just being in the woods. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, our new house is on five wooded acres and I absolutely love it. And there's trails to walk through and it is just, yeah, it is. It's grounding. It's rejuvenating. I don't know. There's so much nature around you and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Okay. Last thing before we get started is I want to know what excites you the most about what's coming up in either your life or your business or both right now. I think one of the things that excites me the most, you know, if you would, if we had done this pre-move, I probably would have been like, oh, I'm so excited to move. Um, but looking at my business, it's really exciting seeing the huge like ups, upward trajectory. And I'm really excited to start scaling my business in some new ways and bringing on a team member. Um, so that's going to be really exciting so that I can continue serving even more women and helping them grow their businesses without burning out myself, right? Again, it comes down to that, giving yourself grace, knowing how to scale. Um, and I love watching my clients hit their new successes and hit their goals. Um, so the thought of being able to scale to help even more women like literally lights me up. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to give off the work that isn't in your zone of genius to other people so you can focus on what you're really meant to help people with. 100%. 100%. Yes, I'm excited for that too in my business. So let's talk more about you. Will you tell us more about who you are, what you do, and how you got started with this work? Yeah, yeah. So I started my online business about three years ago now. And I was working in marketing in my corporate life. 
Um, I'm a former stats geek. I was a stats major in school. So when I decided I wanted to launch a business, I honestly didn't know what business I wanted to start. So I took a very analytical approach and I created a Venn diagram. I had my I <laughs> passions on one side. I'm like, I love it. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I can't help it. I'm a math nerd. So I created a Venn diagram. I had my passions on one side and my skill set on the other side. And my top passion was supporting women and my top skill was marketing. So then I looked for the overlap, right? What is, how can I support women and use my marketing abilities? What business can I create that combines those skills and passions? Um, and that is when the idea of becoming an online business and marketing coach came to me. I knew I wanted to run an online business. Um, so that piece of it was something that I already knew. Um, but that is how I arrived at what exactly that online business was going to look like. So when I started my business, you know, as you mentioned, I have three kids. Um, they're all in multiple sports and I was 30 hours a week in my corporate job. Um, so I love telling women because um, too many, especially I, I hear it with other women too, but especially with moms. Um, with moms that work outside the home, they tend to tell themselves that they don't have time to start a business, that they don't have time to work on their passion. And I am a 100% firm believer that we make the time for the things that we feel are a priority. So it really comes down to what we do as a priority. And if I was able to grow a business while working 30 hours a week in a corporate job and raising three crazy, active, multiple sports kids, anybody can do it. I promise you, anybody can do it. Yeah, I think it's easy to like at any point of our life to convince ourselves we don't have time or that um, things need to shift or um, we need to get more training or like whatever. It's easy to do that whether we're a mom or we're in school or we have a job or we just got married or like whatever. So it's so powerful that you are such an example of starting the business, prioritizing what was important to you, being able to serve women despite being a mom, a wife, having a job just living your life like it's it's so powerful to see that you've really paved the way for other people to follow in your direction oh i love that and it's so true even and there's all different limiting beliefs that people have around it um for a lot of the women i've talked to time is a big one but i have also talked to women that are maybe just out of college or in college and they're like well i'm not old enough i don't know enough and all of those are limiting limiting beliefs that really just keep ourselves inside of our comfort zones, right? Nobody is too old or too young um, to start a business. And what we, how we allocate our time, we're going to allocate it towards the things that are most important. And then when other thoughts come into our minds that are kind of there to keep us comfortable and hold us back, I think the most important thing is just recognizing what is fact and what is fiction, right? Can you reorganize your time? Um, is there a skill that you need to learn? If you're, you're, you know, nobody's too young, but if there's a skill you need to learn, how can you learn that skill so that you can launch your business? So I think getting, getting really honest with yourself about what is fact and what is fiction is one of the most important things, no matter what stage of life you're in. Yeah. And if, if time is one of the things that's coming up for you, like what are you allowing to be in your life that isn't a priority that's stopping you from actioning the stuff that is a priority? Like what, why, what's, why is the Netflix in your life? Why is the, um, yes. you know, like why is the, why is the random scrolling on social media in your life, but the business that you really want to start or this project you want to start or this passion of serving other people that you want to do is not, um, there's no space for that. So it's like about getting really honest about what might need to go to make more room for you to do stuff that's important to you. 
Yes. Oh, I 100% agree. 110% agree. Um, and I think Netflix is a big one that people view it as their time to unwind at night. Um, and and I, I love it, right? Like we all want our downtime, but if you really have a passion inside of you, burning inside of you to do something else and you're telling yourself you don't have time to do it, that's a great place to start. It's just Audit your, audit your daily schedule. What are you really spending your time on? Because most people I talk to are shocked at how they're actually spending their time, but because it's their normal routine, they don't even think about it. Yeah, they don't even question. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So let's talk more about like your zone of genius, getting clients, getting consistent income. I want to know how that became your thing. That became the thing that you help people with. Um, did you see a lot of women that had something really amazing to offer, but they got blocked when it came to actually selling it or they weren't able to get the consistent clients or like, how did you decide that that was going to be what you're known for? Yeah. Good question. Good question. So one thing that I always like to remind women of, especially if they're a little bit earlier in their entrepreneurial journey is sometimes they look right? They look at somebody else doing something and they're like, oh, that person is successful. So that's what I have to offer. Okay. I didn't launch as a brand new business owner and say that I was going to, that I could get you clients online, right? Like my business has changed over the three years based on what I've done and the successes that I've seen. So when I first launched my business, um, again, I have a marketing background. So the number one thing that I was focused on was helping somebody build their marketing strategy. That's where I started. I wasn't talking anything about sales and how to get clients online, right? I think it's really, really important for everybody to remember that where your expertise is, somebody needs help with that. Mm. There are clients out there for all of us. And what you really, really know really well is what you can easily monetize in the beginning. And this may grow over time. Um, I see this a lot, especially with hitting certain income levels or with the kind of promise of being able to get people clients. Those are things that I personally believe if you haven't seen that level of success for yourself, it's probably not something that you should market that you can help somebody else with. Mm -hmm. So stick with what you know really, really well and start marketing that. So for me, it started with just like a content strategy, right? How are we going to set up your emails? What is that going to look like? What is your social media content going to look like? That's where I started. And then as I worked with more women and as I grew as an entrepreneur myself and as my business grew over time, then it morphed into like, wow, I'm getting clients and other people are really struggling with this. Like they're, they're missing something, right? They're, there's something about this strategy that they don't know. And that's when I really started to, I pivoted and really started talking about how to get clients online. And um, I saw a big increase in um, support and encouragement and clients coming in because this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. And the other thing that I want to make sure everybody knows too, is that if you are listening to this and you are an entrepreneur that is struggling to get clients, please know that there is nothing wrong with you. And it doesn't mean that you're not meant to do this business. It just means that maybe you haven't learned the right strategy yet. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And Don't you find too that often when people um, are trying to maybe replicate what somebody else is doing or trying to give too much too soon, it's often like an insecurity. They don't feel, they haven't completely owned what they really are prepared to share and they feel like there's something missing. So they try and do something that someone else is. But it's like the solution is just 
no, like you are enough to share this. What you want to share is enough. Somebody needs this. Even if you're at stage six out of 10, there's somebody at stage three that needs everything between stage three and stage six. So you don't have to go to stage 10 just to be able to start. You can start right where you are and then build and evolve as you evolve and evolve your offer as you evolve. Yes, I love that. I wholeheartedly think a lot of it does come from a place of insecurity. And depending on how new they are, they just might not even realize that their skills, because of that lack of confidence, they don't view what they know as something that somebody else needs. But like you said, if you're at a six, somebody at a three needs you. If you're at a three, somebody that's at a zero or a one needs you, right? Like at every level that you're at, you have somebody that is further behind you that you can teach and share your knowledge with. 100%, 100%. And it's, it really is in your hands to give yourself the validation, to give yourself the credibility that you need and, and to own that right now where you are is completely valid and it's safe to start. Yes. Yes. So let's talk more about selling. I know that's something that's really daunting for people. It's really scary. It feels really uncomfortable. Um, And especially as women, I think a lot of us have a lot of emotion around selling. We don't feel ready or we don't feel qualified or we don't feel worthy of doing it. So can you talk a little bit about some maybe mistakes that people are making when it comes to selling? Um, What ways they're looking, what ways they're maybe looking at selling that isn't really contributing to them and how they're making it harder than it needs to be? Definitely. Definitely. So what, it comes back to those limiting beliefs, right? Like we talked about that a little bit ago with telling yourself maybe you don't have time to launch your business or time to scale it. Um, It comes down to those limiting beliefs again. And what hangups, what do you think of? I want every listener to stop and ask themselves, how do they really feel about selling their services or products, whatever type of business they run? How do they feel about selling? Because oftentimes, like as cliche as it sounds, people are afraid of selling because they don't want to offend other people or they don't want to be thought of as like the quote unquote used car salesman, right? Just Mm -hmm. out there trying to push something on somebody that doesn't need it. The number one thing that I want everybody to keep in mind, selling doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. Selling doesn't mean you're having this super awkward conversation and that you're begging somebody to buy from you. What selling really is, is it's, setting up a time for two people to talk and it's having a conversation about what they need and what you offer. And if they're a good fit for you, then you go ahead and tell them about your program. It is as simple as that. But so many women that I've talked with literally almost go into like a shutdown panic when it comes to the sales conversation because they're so incredibly uncomfortable with it. Um, And I like to, I think you mentioned a minute ago, Kristen, about, um, kind of making it not so personal or that people get take it really personal. Mm-hmm. The other thing that, one of the other things that I want all the listeners to remember is that if you're running a business, you're not for everyone and that's okay. It's yes. okay to hear a no. Um, one of my mentors gave me a piece of advice when I was first really diving into um, sales and I was learning a lot about it and I, I myself was getting comfortable with it. And I love this piece of advice because it was a game changer for me when I was earlier in my journey. And she said that your number one job, when you book a call with somebody, okay, you book a sales call with somebody, everybody thinks your job is to sell on that call, but that's not actually what your job is. 
On that call, your job is to sort. You are either sorting them into somebody that would be a good fit for your program, or you're sorting them into somebody who would not be a good fit for the mm. program. And that was a game changer for me because it removed this, this pressure that I internally felt about closing the sale at the end of the call. And when I thought, oh, that's not even my job. My job is just to figure out if this person would be a good fit for it. And then we'll talk about the program if they are. And that was a game changer for me with running my sales calls. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Like it takes away the pressure that everybody that comes your way has to be a good fit. That's where I think that forceful energy comes from is like, well, this person doesn't want it, but I have to sell. So I need to try and force them into it or push them into it. But it's like, if somebody really wants it, there won't, you, there won't be a need to push or force or convince them of anything. They've already, they already know that they need Yes. It. Yes. That's exactly it. And I think, I think a lot of it too can come sometimes from a place of scarcity. If you only have three yeah. sales calls on your calendar for the month and you want to book three clients that month, you're suddenly hanging onto them so tightly. Like you're choking the life out of those sales calls because you're like, oh my gosh, I have to close these three calls because I want three clients this month. In reality, um, and a lot of entrepreneurs don't know this, and if you know your personal close rate, you go with your personal close rate. But in general, what I find with earlier stage entrepreneurs is they don't know what their close rate is because they haven't booked many clients yet, if any. Mm -hmm. They don't know what their close rate is and they don't know what industry standards are. And in general, people need about 10 sales calls to book one high ticket client. So they're purely not getting in, in front of enough people. They don't know how to get those calls booked. They don't know how to get in front of enough people. And if you only have three calls on the books, very few salespeople close 100% of their calls, right? That's right. like right. crazy rates for somebody in sales. Um, and average, you're going to, you know, on average, if you don't know your close rate, use the 10%. Um, but that means if you want to close three clients this month, aim for 30 sales calls on your calendar. Um, because if you only have three or five, the odds are stacked against you that you're going to close all of those clients. And so then women end up feeling really frustrated because they're booking some calls, but they're not closing any of them. Maybe they close one or maybe they close none. Um, and then they're left feeling really frustrated and they feel like they failed. And then they start to question everything about their business when the reality of it is they're just not getting in front of enough people. They need more calls on their calendar. Yeah. Yeah. And they just end up putting this completely unrealistic pressure on themselves to book clients when nobody's booking 100% of their calls. It doesn't even exist. Yes. No, that would be insane. I mean, if somebody is, I mean, we need to get you on yeah. Forbes, right? We need, like, we need, yeah, we need that person on the podcast for sure. Yeah. If, if they have 100%. Yeah. Yes, yes that would be insane. And I, I want to go back to, if it's okay, and just highlight something that you said a little bit earlier, because I think it's important. I think for people that are struggling with just selling in general, before you even think about your own offer, you have to go back and think about how you see just selling in general. Do you see that as something that's inherently wrong? Or do you see it as something that is just an invitation for people to grow on a deeper level or for people to have a deeper transformation than they get with free work? So really like working and thinking through the beliefs that we have around selling first. And then once we have a really positive um, story or belief around selling, then going back to our offer and thinking yes. about, okay, is it our offer that we don't fully believe in? Are we waiting for other people to think that our offer is valuable before we've actually, um, 
we've actually realized our, the quality of our offer. So it's like knowing that selling is, is good and it's just an invitation. It's really a neutral thing. There's nothing inherently negative about it. And then building up the value of your offer. So there's nothing, there's no imbalance. You're not asking for too much. You're not delivering too little. You know that your offer is going to change lives. And so you have no issue asking for people to join in. Yes. I'm so glad that you expanded on that because that's one of the first things that I talk about with my clients too, is what, what, what is their mindset around selling? Because if that piece of it, you can have the greatest offer and the greatest pricing, but if you're not feeling good about having these conversations, you're going to unintentionally do things on the call that are going to sabotage you closing that deal. Even if you have the right person on the phone and your offer and your pricing are on point, those hangups that you might have internally about how you feel about selling can sabotage your calls. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I want to talk too about the time right now, because I think with the pandemic, it's bringing up even more levels of fear around selling and around growing the business. People aren't sure if they should just stop altogether and table it off for another time, or if this is the time that they should really be going all in. So I would love to hear your thoughts on right now and why yes. right now is a powerful time to get out there, share your offer, grow your business and sell. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is. It so, so is. So here is the thing, Kristen. Um, I truly believe that now is actually more important for everybody to be selling than any other time ever has been. And there's a couple of reasons that I feel that way. Number one, our clients need us more now than they ever have right? Whatever industry you are in, you have clients counting on you. Everybody, I think this is a safe assumption to say or a safe statement to say, almost everybody feels, has been feeling uneasy once they've gone into lockdown, right? There's a lot of fears that people have and a lot of uncertainty around their futures. You are a constant that can continue showing up for your clients and showing up to help them. So like with me, I help women grow their businesses. Um, I know in my heart of hearts, my clients need me more right now than they ever have before because they need that consistent income coming into their business, mm -hmm. right? On top of that, um, and I'm really speaking to, my clients are all in the online space because this is what I do. So I don't have the knowledge with brick and mortar. Um, my heart, and I have utmost respect for them, my heart goes out to those that have had to close. Mm -hmm. But I think that the pandemic has really highlighted the importance of the online space for all entrepreneurs. Yeah. So for me, I help women scale online. Even more people now are realizing how important it is to have a really solid online strategy, right? And regardless of what you do and how you help your clients, that online space, so whether you're an entrepreneur or business owner that has had to close your brick and mortar doors, this is a time right now that you can think, okay, I had to close that physical location, but instead of like, that's it, we're closed. Instead, let's start thinking outside the box. What can you take online to continue supporting your clients, customers, even though there's a pandemic right now, right? This is so incredibly important. Plus at the end of the day, the more people that can continue in business, like this is what we need our economy, right? There are so many reasons why continuing to sell right now is such an important thing for entrepreneurs to do. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with everything that you're saying. 
people in general, even if people are still working, we all have more time and space right now. We're not going out to restaurants. We're not hanging out with friends. Like we're all spending more time at home. And I think with any, any time that we slow down, that offers us an opportunity to assess what we've been prioritizing and what we haven't been. And hopefully gives us the clarity if we haven't started a business that we've been wanting to, that it's time to do that. We might never have this much time and space to be able to build something, to be able to commit to something. Um, and also yeah. people, pe so people know that they have the space and time. I think they're craving change. They're craving growth. They're craving transformation. And I think people are spending more time online too, just in the nature of being at their homes. They're looking at what you're saying and doing. So it's a perfect yeah. opportunity to get in front of them and share what, how you can serve them. Yes. I also think people now more than ever are craving a sense of community because we're not out with our friends. We're not at our churches, at our gyms, you know, places of employment. We don't have that type of interaction in general for a lot of people right now. So if you can provide your clients with a sense of community, whether that's a Facebook group, whether it's, you know, your Instagram and how you're supporting them there, wherever you're showing up online is a community that you're building for your audience. And I think people need that right now more than they ever have before. 100%. Even now would be like a great time if you've never done a group program to start doing that because people could actually experience your coaching or your services together in a collective setting. I couldn't agree with you more. Community is yeah. so needed right now. So needed. I did a, I did a quick, um, quick little Google search the other week before I was creating a post because I had a sinking suspicion and I, I can't cite the source. I don't remember where I read it exactly now. Um, but I had looked it up because it was my, I know I personally felt this way, but I wondered if it was in general. And it did say that increased productivity can often lead to increased happiness. And I know that for me personally, when I feel like I am a productive contributing member of society of my family, right? Like all these different groups that we're a part of, um, I feel happier. I feel like I've made an impact. I feel like I've done something. So I think too, for the entrepreneurs, um, whether it's something new that you're launching, whether it's your same program, um, but continuing to serve during this time of the pandemic can also help you feel more at peace and feel as a happier person if you continue your productivity. I'm going live more regularly again in my Facebook group, just as an extra way for me to provide more service and more support to my community during the pandemic. And yesterday I went live um, and one of the women commented, I don't, I don't know verbatim, but basically she commented and said, thank you so much for doing these lives. It reminds me to take a couple minutes for myself every day. And I listen mm -hmm. to your lives, you know, so there's all different ways that you impact your community by showing up for them. Yes, completely. So I have a little segment that I do from time to time where I take questions from people in my audience. And one has come in over the last few weeks that I feel you would be the perfect person to ask. And we talked about this a little bit at the beginning. But I have someone in my audience who is also a mother, and I'm not a mother, so I can't speak to this the way that you potentially can. And she was just asking to, if I had someone on the podcast that was a mother, she wanted to know how to start prioritizing her own needs, her own goals, her own business, and to not feel guilty taking care of herself um, first and foremost. She feels like 
she has a lot of pressure to meet the needs of her family and her son. She's a new mother, so she has a new son. Mm-hmm. Um, and she feels like her family won't get it if she really gets to work and goes all in on her business and the things that are important to her. So what would you say to her and any other moms that are listening that are just struggling to meet their own yes. needs first and foremost um, and not feel guilty uh, putting themselves first? Yes. Uh, I love that that question came in and I'm glad that you're bringing that up um, because there is something different when you have these little humans like literally counting on you for survival, right? Like, and I'm glad that you mentioned too that she has a new um, a newborn baby because that is a very different stage of life um, compared to like my kids are a little bit older now. So like I can tell my kids to go get their own snack, right? You can't tell that to a little baby. So you're kind of at their at their beck and call when they're when they're that little. Um, so it, number one, um, I think it starts with communication with your family because nobody else is going to advocate for you better than you're going to advocate for yourself. And whether you have a spouse or a partner, um, this can look like all different, this can look like all different things. And there are all different dynamics and relationships that can come into it. First and foremost, what I would say to a mom with a little baby is figuring out, you know, how much time do you need for yourself? And then, um, if she's a single mom, that's a little bit different, but if she has a spouse or a partner, you know, another parent involved that's there, um, it really starts with communicating with, so for me, it was communicating with my husband and even sharing the dream that I had of launching my business. That was a scary first step that I had to take. Mm -hmm. Um, but I knew that if I didn't, for one, it's scary because it makes it real when you say it out loud, right? Like it's no longer this pipe dream in your head. Um, sometimes what I've found with women too, is that they're afraid to talk to their husbands about it because they think that their husband is going to laugh at them. They don't think that they're quite worthy of this big dream that has been planted inside of them. So it's a little bit scary to bring it up because they're afraid that they're not going to be taken seriously. And at some point when it comes to that, um, you know, your family members back. But if it is your spouse or somebody that you're looking for help with your children with, um, it's really important that you kind of have to fight through that fear and have that hard conversation and talk about it. And I can't even tell you how many women have been afraid to share their dream and then told me when I shared it, he was excited for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like the response wasn't even what she feared it was going to be, but it was so scary to talk about it at first. Um, And at the end of the day, it really comes down to being able to ask for the help that you need, right? So at the stage that my kids are, they're seven, nine, and 13, um, we have a lot of really open conversations, right? They're home right now, and my husband is home too, and they all know that I'm working and that they need to go to dad if they need help. Mm -hmm. Um, When I did a big group program launch, instead of having it be, because even when kids are older, Um, A lot of women struggle with, well, I can't take time away from my kids for my business. Like I'm there for my kids. Um, And I'm not saying that you love your business more than your kids, right? We all love our little humans that we've created, but it's okay to set boundaries with your children, right? It's different when they're babies and you really, it comes down to asking for the help that you need, whether that's hiring a babysitter, talking to your spouse, talking to in-laws with a little baby, you really need the help that you can get. When the children are older, it does come down to setting clear boundaries with them. 
Um, I also try to bring my kids into my business world. I was working last night while watching a movie with my 13 year old and he peeked over and goes, what are you working on? And I said, oh, this is, this is my CRM. That's where I keep track of all my clients here. Yeah. When, you know, this is when I talk to them and I have a call cool. with this. Like I just, I show my kids what I'm working on. It doesn't have to be this big hidden secret. Um, a yearish ago when I was doing a big program launch, um, we made it a family affair. I got, you know, those huge sticky notes that you can hang on the wall, like the giant. I got one of those. Um, and I told the kids like this week is launch week. Um, I'm aiming for eight women in this program and they helped me with colored markers and we wrote a one through eight and we had the whole oh calendar gosh. mapped out for the week. Wow. And every night, like my youngest was five at the time and he'd be like, mom, did you get, it? oh, we got another one. <sighs> We'd write her name on as one of the eight spots. And, um, oh it was a family affair and we, we set an income goal together around that launch. Um, we talked about my middle son was like, well, if you hit the income goal, can I have $10 to buy a Lego set? I was like, yes. So they each had a financial stake in this, right? There was like something oh each gosh. of them wanted. They're your investors. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> yes. But the more I think that we're open with our families about what we're doing, um, the more that they have that personal buy-in to it also. And even the other day, we've been, you know, we're all trying to find new games to play with the pandemic going on. So we have a new game that we play at night where we think of the ending of a word, like maybe it's I-N-G, and then we all have to think of words that end in I-N-G. Um, okay. Well, we did one the other night where we all had to think of words that ended in E-N-T-S, okay? That had to be the ending. And my seven-year-old, we've been playing for a while, so we were running out of words, and also my seven-year-old blurted out, oh, clients! Like, mom gets clients! <laughs> I just oh died laughing yeah. that it took the seven-year-old to think of that word. But we have so many open conversations around it. Um, I personally don't believe that like once your kids are older, it doesn't always have to be like, yes, if I'm doing something like this, there needs to be boundaries. But other than that, I bring my family inside of my business. They know how hard I work. They know what it means. We talk about programs. We talk about pricing. And I really think that when your kids can be a part of that, it allows you more freedom and flexibility as a mom to get work done when they're there. Um, but then they also understand more what you're doing. And it's not just, oh, mom's on her phone again. You know, like um, it really it really gets the family buy-in going. So I hope that's helpful. Wow. Oh my gosh, that is so helpful. And it's so beautiful to hear your experience with that. And I think really what you said applies to anyone, whether they're a mother, they just got married, they have a partner, even if it's like they're dealing with their parents or something. It's so true that it starts with you owning your dream, owning what you want to create and really believing in it and then communicating your passion and your inspiration to your family or your partner or your children or whoever it may be. And really, yes. really helping them to understand why this is important to you. And it's, it's really like, I think there's a really high chance that they, just like you're saying, they're going to get behind you. They're going to see your passion. They're going to believe in you too. They're going to want to support you. And as long as you have that open communication, they're going to work to accommodate this becoming, this dream becoming a thing, this dream becoming real. And yeah. I think it's so cool too, that then you can go and inspire your family. Now your kids get to see that huh, if I ever wanted to work from home or start my own business, I, I know firsthand that that is totally possible for me because I've seen my mom do that the last however many years. Or yes. your husband sees that that's possible for him or your parents or your friends or whoever. So you can be such a beautiful example for people in your life too when you do. It's just about taking that first 
uncomfortable, scary stuff, but really following the faith that you have in the dream. Yes. And you know, not everybody is going to understand your dream, especially in the beginning when there's no tangible results to show because some people, um, I've talked about this openly before. This was my sister for me. I was very excited, but scared to share the fact that I wanted to start a business. And when I first shared that with her, I remember distinctly standing in the kitchen and she looked at me and she was like, what would you like? What would anybody pay you for? Like, what would you do? Like, she was so confused. Mm-hmm. And so I started talking about like, well, social media content and email list. And she literally looked at me and goes, why would anybody pay you for that? Like she couldn't, she doesn't know anything about the online space. Right. And right. as much, much as it bothered me in that initial moment, um, it only took me maybe a couple hours to realize like my job is to chase my dream. My job is not to make everybody else believe in it. Now, when you need, um, my heart really goes out to women whose maybe spouses or partners don't support them because I think that's a whole different level of difficulty to deal with. Um, But like for me, whether it's your mom, your friend, your sister, um, it's not your job for everybody to understand what you're doing. My sister specifically is um, an interior designer for brick and mortar. Like she knows nothing about the online space. So she had no idea how important, you know, a content strategy was. She didn't, she just didn't understand why anybody would pay for that because that's not part of her world. Um, and I finally realized like, that's okay. It's not my job to make her understand that. Um, but she's very much like needs to see, feel and touch things to seem real to her. Mm -hmm. So for her, it took seeing my website when I had a website out, then she emailed me and was like, Oh my gosh, Kim, you did that yourself. Like your website's gorgeous. I can't believe this. Oh my word. This is amazing. Like she flipped on a dime once there was something tangible for her to see. Um, but I really encourage women to whatever level of business you're at, it's okay if you don't have the support of everybody in your family or all your friends, everybody in your circle, they don't all have to understand what you're doing. And oftentimes their response says more about them and where they're at in their life or their own limiting beliefs than it does about you and what you're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's up to, it is up to us, even though it's hard to believe in what we want to do more than anybody else, even if it feels so hard to do when other people are giving us resistance, but it is about recognizing that we're not there to serve those people. We're there to serve the, our ideal clients or people who want to invest in our service. So we can't expect everybody to get it if they're not the person that we're really here to help. So And and I think you're right too. The more that we can own it initially, the more that as things start to transpire and become tangible, people around us, it will start to make sense to them because sometimes it's just a matter of them. um, They haven't seen it happen before or they're, they're not in that world. So they can't fathom it. But once they see it, just like you're saying, it starts to become more real for them. So just be the biggest advocate up front and hopefully you have that from people that are close to you. But if you don't know that you owe it to yourself and the people that need your service for you to believe and get through that initial discomfort to eventually get more support from people in your life. Yes. And I think, you know, earlier we talked about confidence and how that can come into your sales calls. And oftentimes I think that comes across to our friends and family too. And especially as newer entrepreneurs, if this is a brand new dream that you have something brand new that you're doing, you don't have the confidence behind it yet. And then the person that we're talking to senses that. Right. Um, So something that is, it might, I don't know if it sounds silly, but it's something that made a massive difference 
for me talking with my, and when I say my family, my husband was supportive immediately. So I'm talking more like my, my parents, my sister, like that, you know, that level of family. Um, how I talked about my business made a huge impact because when I wasn't feeling confident about what I was doing and let's, let's say my mom called, she'd say, Oh, what are you doing right now? And I'd be like, Oh, nothing. Just hanging out with the kids. Right. And I suddenly realized that's not true. I'm working right now. I'm working on my business just because I'm not driving into an office and sitting at a desk doesn't mean that I'm not working. So I started treating my business with the level of respect that it truly required and deserved. And maybe that meant I couldn't answer a phone call right then. Or maybe it meant, you know, if it's my mom, I'm going to answer it and say like, Hey mom, I'm working right now. And I remember the first few times she was like, well, I, but, Oh, you mean on your business? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> right. Okay, honey, call me later. And I'm like, all right. And now she'll just say like, hey, are you working right now? Right? Like it's no longer this qualifying, oh, on your business. Like it's just, I'm working. Um, and I think that that, it kind of has some underlying toes, tones, but it's treating your business with the respect that it deserves. And then that commands that same respect back from other people. Yeah, absolutely. People can sense how we feel. And when we don't, when we haven't completely gone all in or owned what we want to do. And I think a lot of times they're just trying to protect us and keep us safe. So if they feel like we're not totally stable and confident and secure in it, they sense that. And then they say, oh, this might not be the best idea. Let's do something that is safer for you. So know that too. A lot of times people are just trying to protect us. Um, yes. But if it really is something that we're called to, then we, we have to just take it upon ourselves to, um, to go for it and to let other people catch up when they're ready. That exactly. I remember telling my sister, we had a couple conversations around it and I finally told her, I said, I don't know what to tell you, Lise. I'm just more afraid of doing nothing than I am of failing. I'm willing to try it. And if I fail, I fail. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about failing. Mm. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Well, this has been such a good conversation and I want to take this moment to ask you something that I ask everybody at the end of my inter interviews and that is one thing that you wish you knew when you first started that would have made things so much easier for you and might make things easier for people that are listening right now. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with a really practical one on this because okay. oftentimes what I find with my clients is that they have the heart, they have the passion. Most women that I work with have their businesses set up, but they're just not seeing that consistent income and they're hitting burnout and frustration. And one of the biggest things that I wish that I had known was truly the strategy that is going to convert the best online for getting clients into your business. Um, we need the heart, we need the drive, we need the passion, but at the end of the day, we need the money coming in to really be a business that is running and it's okay to make a lot of money. It's okay to have big dreams, right? It's okay for those things that doesn't make you greedy um, or irrational. Like this is how the world functions. Um, and the more money you can make, the more freedom and opportunities that you can provide for yourself and your family. So I want everybody to know truly how okay it is to make a lot of money. You don't have to settle for just making enough to cover your bills, right? Like that's a great place to start. 
but let's scale up from there. How much do you really want to be making to live the life that you dream of? Um, and I really wish that I had known the strategy that converted best online. So if it's okay, if it's okay with you, Kristen, I would love to share because I have a free guide out there. Um, if any entrepreneurs are listening. Okay, awesome. Um, if anybody is listening, I have a free guide out there. Um, it is called how to make, how to make money, how to make more money on social media. And what I share with you in that guide is the exact format of how I get clients from social media. Um, the, the, um, the strategy applies to Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, I'm not a Pinterest guru. I'm not a Twitter. So, but Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, if you're on any of those, I think this guide would be really helpful for you because I break it down to the types of social media content that are going to convert for you and what the average conversion rates are that you can expect. So if anybody is interested in that free guide, um, my website is my name. You can go to kimtrathen.com and there's a couple different areas on there where you can sign up for it. But this exact strategy that I share with you in the free guide is exactly what I did to get about 40 sales calls booked from the one post. Um, so yeah, head to kimtraffin.com, sign up for the free guide. It's right on the homepage, or you can go to kimtraffin.com backslash free dash stuff. Cause I like to give free stuff out there. <laughs> Amazing. I, um, thank you so much for sharing what you, the offers and what you said as well about something that you wish you knew. I think we could have a whole nother podcast episode just about like money and why it's not a bad thing to want money. Um, but I just wanted to share quickly, like what, what comes up for me too, hearing you say that is back to what we were saying earlier about, um, selling. Like if, if you feel like it's wrong for you to want to have big dreams, to have big goals, to have big money goals, I think it goes back to the way that you inherently view money. And I would encourage people that are listening to think about, again, just like selling is a neutral energy. So is money and money just enhance having more money just enhances what you already are. So if you are already a good person, it's going to enhance that. If you already have a business that's serving people, it's going to allow you to serve more people. So really breaking through some of those beliefs and stories that we have about around money and why it's bad. So we can give ourselves permission to really go for those big goals that we have. So I'm really happy that you said that. Yes. Oh, I love that. Love that. The money mindset we could, yes, a hundred percent. We could do a whole nother episode just talking about that because it is massive and it's going to impact every area of how you're running your business. And I truly think it's going to impact how successful you're able to be. Absolutely. Okay. So I think you already shared, but is there any, any other link or any other place that people can find you that you didn't mention or any other offerings that you have for people? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so you can find me on both Facebook and Instagram. My, uh, my handle is the same on both. It's at Kim Trathen business coach. I do also have a free group that I run. It's the ambitious female entrepreneur society. And heads up, ladies, I let you promo your services in there any freaking time you want to. Okay, so every every ambitious woman, yes, get inside of my group. I want people making connections. I want people making money in my group. This is the let's be honest. This is why we join Facebook groups as entrepreneurs. Okay, so you can promo in my group anytime you want. I would love for all the listeners to connect with me on social media. Um, I will also offer your listeners a free strategy session. So if anybody would like a free strategy session, I work with service-based female entrepreneurs and you can contact me on social media 
or um, email me and just let me know that you heard me on this podcast and we'll get your free strategy session set up for you. Amazing. Thank you so much for extending that to us. Thank you so much for being here. It's been so lovely to have you on. Thank you so much for having me on. I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you like these episodes, don't forget to give me a five-star rating and review on the app. Until next time, you can connect with me at goddessbrandco.com or on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch. Sending you all so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.